Hey, this is Jim. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. And today I'm going to address a recent post from our Facebook group that sent me into a line of thought that it's been a while since we talked about this. Podcast episode number 213, we kind of talked about this topic a little bit as well, but I've got a different direction today. It's mindset. What does it take to get the right mindset to succeed in business in general? Internet business, Amazon, any business, what does it take? And specifically, I was listening to another podcast, and I'm not trying to call them out or anything because I'm not looking to debate, but I actually have a completely different slant from what I heard on another podcast recently. And there was an expert talking about how some people are entrepreneurs and some people aren't. And there's different character traits that you have to have to succeed as an entrepreneur. And some people just don't have those things and they just can't succeed. And he admittedly said it wasn't based on a whole lot of research, but it was just an observation after several years of, of watching people. And while I agree partially with that, I would state it completely differently. It's not a matter of personality or character traits. It's a decision you make. Success in business is a decision you make. Now, let me lay a nice foundation before I start to share what else I have for you in this episode. This isn't Jim's opinion. I do my best to point out very clearly when I'm using my opinion on topics. I go back to the firm foundation of the most timeless proven, time-tested business advice in world history. If you haven't listened to episode zero of this podcast, you should go back and check it out because I lay out the case in more depth than I'm going to right now. But to cut straight to the good part of what I'm talking about when I say the most proven, time-tested business advice in world history, well, of course, I'm talking about biblical advice. Everything we do on this podcast is run through that filter. Is it biblically correct? If not, we toss it. That's how we run our lives and our businesses around here. That's how we run our families. Anything that has to do with faith, family, friendships, or finances, all the rules, every rule you'll ever need, every challenge you'll ever encounter, it's all addressed in the best-selling book in world history, the book that shaped Western civilization. I'm talking about the Bible, of course. All the great scientists for thousands of years, all the great discoveries, all the great mathematicians, the vast majority of them, they had this book as foundational to their worldview and their belief system, and yes, their business ventures. So to ignore it is, is silly at best, regardless of your worldview. Tossing this book out as irrelevant is pretty ludicrous approach to business and life. Again, regardless of your worldview. The Bible has been established as a phenomenal guide, as broken down perhaps best by my favorite living author, who I've had a chance to befriend. He's been on this podcast a few times, Daniel Lappin. One of the things he talks about in one of his really good books called Thou Shall Prosper is the fact that we must figure out, if we're going to be honest and have an honest discussion about money and business and what the best approach is. We've got to ask ourselves this question. Why is it that Hebrews, the Jewish people, why is it that they are so much better consistently as a people group, better at money and business and finance? What is it? He addresses that very question very thoroughly 
in his book that I just mentioned, Thou Shall Prosper. I'll stick a link in the show notes today as well, because I'm going to attempt to do in just a couple minutes what he does over the course of a couple chapters. And that is he destroys every possible argument that you might have about why it is that they succeed wildly above and beyond as a people group, any other people group in world history. We're talking about a very long, lengthy, longitudinal study looking at these things. And yes, I am going to get to our main topic today, which is mindset, business, success. But I wanted to let you know, this isn't Jim opinion. This isn't just me observing how the world works and then saying, hey, I've succeeded, so everyone should listen to me because now I know what I'm talking about. No, it's based on timeless, proven, inarguably and demonstrably superior strategies for growing a business. If you do the research, you'll come to the same conclusion. It's impossible not to if you do the research correctly. Okay, so what are some of those nonsensical arguments? Just to give you a few examples. Well, Hebrews must pass down some kind of money gene in their genetics and their DNA. Ludicrous, of course. And I'm not proposing, of course, that all Jews are great with money and people who aren't Jewish aren't great with money. I'm saying as a people group, they are set apart clearly superior in their approach, in their vantage point, business, money, finance. They handle it in a completely different way. What's the secret behind it? And the secret behind it is has a lot to do with mindset, which again was the question that was placed in our Facebook group. So this is all linked together if you'll stay with me here. A couple of the other ludicrous theories are, well, Jews just rip people off. Well, once you do the research and you look at the number of people who are out there ripping people off, every people group has about the same percentage of crooks associated with them. You simply can't build a long-term successful business by ripping people off. No one's ever been able to do it. Eventually, you get caught. Your reputation gets destroyed. It's true if you're Jewish, if you're Catholic, regardless of your skin color, it doesn't matter. If you go around ripping people off, you're going to be on the run constantly. Your reputation, especially in the internet age, is going to catch up with you very quickly. So it's impossible. You you look at all the other theories. There's I even heard uh, Jordan Peterson, a lot of people listen to his very popular podcast, and he had proposed that it's a matter of intelligence. That if you look at a group of a thousand Hebrews, they're more likely to have a slightly higher IQ than other people groups, which that's been completely debunked based on what I've seen. But let's assume it's true that Hebrews do have a slightly higher IQ than everyone else. Well, that doesn't give you a financial advantage. There's never been a study that shows that people with higher IQs do better with money. It's actually quite the opposite. At some point, you can be too smart to be able to interact with others, to be able to build great relationships with others. You're unapproachable. You you don't know how to, you know, think of you know, think of all the movies and TV shows where there's a character who's just super smart, so much smarter than everyone else that they're kind of isolated. They're kept away. So being smarter isn't an advantage, has nothing to do with it. I mean, we've all seen the studies now that are, you know, they're becoming more and more popular where it's it's the kids who don't get the great grades in school that make the best business leaders. Academic success doesn't mean business success doesn't mean entrepreneurial success. So what is this magical mindset thing that that has to happen here? And why is it that I propose that anyone can be an entrepreneur? I was actually on another podcast, uh, Jimmy Smith in our community. That's the guy who did the replans course with us. He's launched his own podcast. I'll stick a link to it in the show notes so you can go check it out. But one of the questions he asked me, because it's, it's a podcast that's about Christian business leaders, how they apply biblical principles to growing their business. And I was honored to be one of his first guests. It's a really cool concept for a show. I hope you'll go check it out. But one of the questions he asked me that I I wasn't sure it was coming at the time, but it 
in a moment of clarity, I, I gave the answer and I'll share it now again to get us to the point I'm trying to make in this episode that mindset is something any of us can have to succeed in business. So his question was, when did you discover you were an entrepreneur? Have you always been an entrepreneur? At what point did that come alive for you? My response, very quickly, because I believe this in my heart, is anyone can be an entrepreneur. The only way you're not an entrepreneur, the only way you're not a business builder, the only way you're not out there doing what it means, and we'll define what being an entrepreneur and business builder means here in just a moment so you can see how encompassing this is. But the only way to not do those things is to have it beat out of you, drug out of you, life circumstances pounded out of you, public education squashes it out of you. And I don't know if if I've mentioned it recently on this show or not, but I'm actually working on a book, all the things I had to unlearn from my public education in order to succeed. Now, I had some great teachers, don't get me wrong. I had some great friends. I had some good experiences in public school. I'm not anti-public school, but I did have a lot of things crammed into my head that had I held on to those things as true, it would have destroyed my opportunities to have succeeded in business, completely destroyed them. And I, I dive into that. There's another podcast episode where I talked about, I'll link to it in the show notes. I'll go back and do some research if you're interested in that topic. All the things I had to unlearn. I'm up to about 100 things now that I had to unlearn before I could succeed. So the only way that you can drift away from serving others is to have bad information in your head. Serving others is succeeding in business. That's entrepreneurship. That's all it is. What is business? What is entrepreneurship? Let's define that before we proceed. It's simply taking a good or service to others, and they see value in it greater than the cost that it took you to deliver that good or service. That's your profit. That's what you make above what it costs you to deliver. That's it. If you can't do that, you don't get any money. That's why business is far superior to public service government type programs as far as lifting a culture, as far as propelling an economy, as far as moving a people forward. Business is far superior because the only way you get paid if you're in business, if you're going to charge $20, you better be providing $25 of value. If your price tag is $20, no one's going to pay you unless they get more value than $20 out of what you're providing. That means you've got to provide services that are priced below the value to the customer. And you've got to be able to do it at a cost lower than the price you're charging. That gap is what allows you to continue serving well. So let me get real specific here. When asked these questions such as, can anyone be an entrepreneur? Are some people entrepreneurs and some people just aren't? Or when did you discover that you were an entrepreneur? I have the same answer. We're all made to serve. And this is where I go back to my biblical foundation. If you happen to be a Christian, this is going to resonate. It's going to make a lot of sense, especially if you've read books like from my good friend Daniel Lappin, where we learn things like, no, it's not that God wants us to be rich. It's not that we pray for money and it falls from the sky. We dream about what we want to have and somehow it magically happens. It's none of that. It's we're given very specific instruction all throughout God's word all throughout the Bible, all throughout that book that shaped Western civilization, that book that's the foundational belief system of the Hebrew culture that puts them at an elevated level above everyone else when it comes to money, business, and finance. That book is full of one message, and I could boil it down to one word, others, others. What's the secret to success in faith, family, finances, friendships? And I would even argue fitness. I would argue that fitness 
others is the key. If you're doing it for yourself so you can look in the mirror and look good, that's a very shallow target. If you're doing it so that you can better serve those around you, so you can be more alert, you can think more clearly, you can serve with more passion and energy, you can be there for those that need you, right? So you think of faith, family, fitness, friendships, finance, you think of those things, the Bible speaks to those things and gives us a lot of clarity, do it for others. That's what success in business is. So for example, let's let's stop on the other side of the fence and say, well, I don't think that person was made to be an entrepreneur. This person right here, now they, they're not cut out for, for entrepreneurship. Well, what's that mean? They, they should have a job? Well, I would argue even if they have a job, they need to approach it with an entrepreneurial mindset, meaning whatever resources they're given, they create more, they create an abundance. Why would you hire an employee or have someone work with you or for you that sucks energy out of the process, sucks life out of the system? takes way more in salary than they provide in value. You don't want that person. You have to have an entrepreneurial approach. You have to have an approach. We as humans are unique in all of creation that we can do this. We can create value greater than the resources we've been given. We can add A plus B, or maybe better stated, we can add two to two and create five. We can create extra value above and beyond the resources we've been given. And that excess is what adds value to economies, to cultures. So yes, we're all supposed to be serving others with those gifts and talents God gave us. There's a book I saw a while back. I haven't read it. I don't remember who the author is, but the title of it is very compelling and I love the title. The title is, There's No Such Thing as a Starving Artist or something like that. No Starving Artist. I think it's, There's No Such Thing as a Starving Artist is the title. Because one of the arguments is, well, what if I'm gifted in a way that other people just don't see value? I would argue there's no such thing. From a biblical perspective, there's no such thing as being gifted and talented in something that's of zero value to anyone else. No such thing. It's not a gift or a talent. It's a selfish activity, which is why I say it's foolish advice when people say, find something you love and pursue that. Go deep in yourself and find those things that you most love and then start your journey towards realizing way in life to do just those things. That's, I think it's terrible advice. I know a lot of people have never figured out what it is they love to do. That doesn't mean you're flawed. It means you should be out there serving others well, however you can. If you're making a profit, that's evidence you're doing it. It's happening. If you're getting paid, you're providing value above and beyond what you're being paid. Otherwise you wouldn't be getting paid. That's how free markets work. That's why free markets are beautiful. That's why free markets are talked about so much in the Bible. It's a biblically sound, it's the only biblically sound economic model. If you don't believe me on that one, you really need to dig into Daniel Lappin's material. He breaks it down better than anyone. It's inarguable, inarguable that God wants us freely interacting and serving one another. And the reward system he set up for that is money. That's the form of exchange. That's evidence that you've served well. Money, that's all it is. As long as you didn't steal it, rip somebody off, con them, force them using government laws and rules saying, you're going to go to jail if you don't give me money. No, that's not serving. Serving is when you say, here's the goods and services. I put my blood, sweat, tears, risk, time, energy into it. Do you want it? And the customer says, yeah, I want it. And they walk away very happy and you walk away happy too. You've both benefited. That's a system that God set up it, because everyone's serving in that model. God loves to see his children serving each other and he set up a reward system for it. That's all money is. So mindset, let's bring this mindset conversation in for landing. 
when someone says to me, oh, I just don't know if I've got the right mindset for business. I just don't know if, if I'm there yet. You need to spend more time. Here's my challenge to you. And this is drifting into gym opinion land for the first time. Everything else I've said so far, I can back up if we're using biblical authority as our foundation. I can back it all up. On this one, I'm going to drift a little bit, but I think it's still very sound advice. This is gym advice world. If you find yourself thinking, I'm just not sure if I'm cut out for business, I'm not sure if I'm cut out to, you know, or I'm just not sure if, you know, selling items to to strangers online, if that's really something I I just don't know. I'm I'm not passionate about it. I'm not excited about you know, you need to put away waiting to do things until they excite you or until you're passionate about it. There's a maturity that has to happen internally. It's a decision you have to make that you're not going to wait to feel a certain way before you take action. That goes with anything. If it's the right thing to do, if it's something that needs to happen, you just got to do it. That is sound advice right there. But here's the piece where it's gym opinion a little bit. You need to get out there and be putting others first on a regular basis. You need to be, be thinking, how can I serve others? Because as soon as you start thinking, how can I serve others well, you drift into entrepreneurship very quickly. It's impossible to serve others without becoming an entrepreneur unless you're getting generous donations from somebody. So as long as you're not taking donations in charity and you want to serve, you're going to have to be an entrepreneur and we are all called to serve. How do I suggest you do it? Well, since we happen to live in a time, in a period of time where the easiest business to start is selling physical products online, we've taught more people how to do it than anyone in the world. You can do it in your spare time with just a few hours on the side. I don't know why you wouldn't do it. It'll open the door to incredible opportunities, as it has for us. It'll put you into incredible relationships, as it has for so many people in our community. The people you'll be serving, learning, and growing with at your own pace on the side. I don't care if you don't feel like you're an entrepreneur. No one's asking you that right now. How you feel really isn't relevant. You need to be asking, how can I be serving? And this is a way that you can be serving. This is some low-hanging fruit that starts to get your mindset right because here's the deal. So I'm going to bring this home with a mindset lesson. Once you start making a profit in business, the reward that you feel internally for having served well, happy customers, you will become very passionate about that. It's hard to meet a successful business person who isn't passionate about their business, even if they didn't start out being passionate about that business model. So you can always rely on that passion to come if you take action in the proper direction. Well, here's one last story I want to share with you. And because I know this episode kind of drifted into the uh, you know, spiritual a little bit, but to me, sometimes it's completely impossible. You start talking about things like mindset, it's impossible for me not to drift into this territory as I'm delivering my thoughts and advice, not my opinions so much. I'll warn you when I give you my opinions. I'm talking about the time-tested truths that have been used by the most successful, financially successful, business successful people group in the history of the world, the Hebrews, who use biblical concepts that this entire show is based on. So if you don't like it, that's fine with me. If you don't like me, that's cool. But I'm just saying you're arguing against facts, data, and science that's proven and time-tested. You need to research it. But here's one one last story. There was a kid who was running for like class president in high school. I remember reading this story a long time ago. It popped in my head as I was thinking through this. He's running for class president, like at his high school. He's up against all the popular kids. He's the quiet kid who sits in the back, never says much. And 
all the popular kids and the cheerleaders and the athletes and the people everybody knows, they all get up and give their speeches and everyone's excited and, you know, trying to figure out who they're going to vote for. And this very quiet kid who uh, had never done anything like this before was very nervous, but, and I'm not going to get it exactly right because it's been a long time since I heard the story, but basically he got up and said, hey, you know what? If you elect me class president, you guys don't know who I am. You don't know a lot about me, but here's what I can tell you. I'm going to pray about my decisions. I've got to walk with God. You're not getting me. You're getting my best attempt at hearing from God and using godly wisdom to be the president of the student body. Thank you. And he sat down. <laughs> That's it. That's all. That was his speech. True story. And he ended up winning. This was a public school. He ended up winning. And that's kind of what I'm here to do. I'm going to use very little of my own wisdom. I'm going to use very little of like, oh, here am I. I've achieved these things. Now you must listen to me. No, because man's opinions, they all just kind of clash around in a bunch of noise for me. Opinions are interesting and entertaining and fun to discuss late at night with friends. And, you know, they're, they're of some value. But if there's truth, facts, evidence, data that we can go to, and it's supported on a firm, proven, tested foundation over a long period of time across millions of people, why argue with that? Let's go with that instead. And if you think that's a little stated a little too strongly, seriously, go pick up the book, Thou Shall Prosper, regardless of your worldview. I'm a Christian. The author of that book, he's an Orthodox Jewish rabbi. He's not a Christian, he's Jewish. But he understands the original language, the Hebrew, the language of the Old Testament as Christians call this, the, you know, the Old Testament, the original writings of the Bible, he understands the business lessons in there better than anyone I've ever heard. And it's all very practical stuff. And he really breaks it down. He'll destroy any arguments that you might have against what I just said, where that book really is something you need to pay attention to. It's been tested. It's been proven. There's value there, regardless of your worldview. So that's my lesson on mindset. If you want to improve your mindset, serve others, serve them well. They begin to profit in ways far beyond financially. And your mindset will come about. The last thing that pops into my head, we had a conversation with, a, with our team at one point, and we were reflecting at this point, I think we've been doing this about 12 years, coaching, Jim Cockrum coaching. It's what, coming up on 15 plus years old now. At the point that it was 12 years or so old, we had a conversation with our coaching director, Nathan. A few others were on the call, but we said, are any of you ever bored or find this to be mundane or just like, oh, another day. Because I never feel that way about what we're doing. And I was asking them, does anyone ever feel that way about what we get to do around here? And we were like, no, it's, what is it? Because you hear about people getting burnt out or they've been doing the same thing for a long time. They want to change. Like we've been doing this a long time now. What is it? Well, we're actively, you know, our whole business hinges on others. We've got to serve well. I mean, this, the boat sinks fast with our business model. If we don't serve well, if we're not producing success stories and results and changing lives, making lives better, helping people succeed. We say all the time, we're not just here to change lives. We're here to help people make their lives better, help them succeed, not just help them, but help them succeed. And that's a, that's a life truly changed. If you can help them start to succeed, especially in business that has huge ripple effects that never gets old. Why? Because others are at the center of our business model. So if you're struggling with mindset, I would ask you to check yourself and say, are others truly at the center of what I'm trying to achieve? And as soon as you put others there, it gets a whole lot easier. One last story, I promise. It just popped into my head. It's the last step. If you've ever heard of uh, like Alcoholics Anonymous and the other programs that help treat dependency issues and people who have, you know, they've been, they've been abused or they were abusers or 
they've been addicted or they were in a household where someone was addicted and they're going through this the steps to try to recover, the recovery process. The last step, what is it? In all those programs, it's always the same thing, the last step. It's go back and help others out of what you just got out of. Others. You know you're healthy, mind, spirit, body. You know you're healthy when you can start to focus on others. If you can't focus on others, you're not healthy right now. That's a sign that you're healthy. That's the only question you have to answer to know if you're truly, fully healthy, prepared in mind to succeed in anything. Family, faith, fitness, finances, right? It's all there. And one simple answer, focus on others. That's the challenge I have for you. Hopefully it made sense. If you disagree with me, that's cool. I still love you anyway, and you're still welcome in our community, and we're glad you're around. We want you to succeed and prove me wrong. Succeed while proving me wrong. That'd be awesome. Come tell me about it. I'd love to hear about it. We love interviewing great people on this show. Hopefully, you enjoyed this podcast episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. I don't drift into this type of territory very often, but I do enjoy helping people with some of those core issues. It's something uh, I can get quite passionate about fairly quickly. So, Thanks for bearing with me on all the stories and examples today. Hopefully you found those useful. If you have any questions, of course, you can always email us, contact us. Silentgym.com has all the links to our Facebook group, to our courses. The Proven Amazon course is the best course. If you want to get going on Amazon, very low-hanging fruit, opportunity to serve well, make great money, grow an incredible business very quickly. Even if you're not passionate about selling stuff to others, you'll get passionate about it when the checks start coming in. Trust me, it'll happen because you'll be serving others well and you'll have evidence, those dollar bills, evidence that you're doing it right. And the last thing I want to make sure that uh, you're aware of is a fairly new thing that we've been doing. A couple thousand people have already signed up for it. It's pretty cool where we can send you an alert whenever we have a new podcast episode or a special announcement. It's free. It's an app on your smartphone. Use your smartphone and go to silentgym.com slash updates, silentgym.com slash updates. And that will get you, uh, you'll have to download a free app and then they'll get you on a notification list. There's just two steps that you have to follow and jump in there. You'll be on our list at that point. Okay, so hey, God bless you, Business Building Warrior. It's been awesome hanging out with you a little bit today. Thanks for spending some of your day with me today. Get out there and serve others. I'm telling you, that's the way to get it all straight in your head. Others, others, others. Hey, we'll do this again real soon. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.